Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 640. We're looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 15 through 18a. By 18a being the first half of verse 18. Let's read our passage. To be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. These preach out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. What does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul said in this letter from Rome, where he's nearing the end of his two-year period of imprisonment that we see at the end of the book of Acts. And he's writing this letter to the church in Philippi, a church he's had a long relationship with and has been very supportive of him. He's been talking about how he prays for them, and then he's given them a little update on his situation and says that even in spite of the bad circumstances, it's actually advanced the gospel. It's even motivated a lot of the believers in Rome to preach the gospel more boldly and confidently because of what's going on in Paul's life. That continues, verse 15. To be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. Okay, envy and rivalry. If you look those two words up. Now there's different, some say envy and strife, some say jealousy. So there's a lot of different English words you could put there. But if you look those words up other places, particularly as they come in a pair, they show up in some of the lists of vices that Paul talks about. In Galatians 5, we all know the passage where he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Just before that, in Galatians 5, verses 19 to 21, he talks about what comes out of the flesh. And he mentions a whole list of vices, and and two of them are envy and strife. And he says, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Contrasting that with the fruit of the Spirit, the exact opposite of the fruit of the Spirit would be envy and strife. In Romans one twenty nine, he talks about how people are separated from God And because they've turned their back on God, rejected God, God's turned them over to their own corrupt desires. And he has a list of vices that these corrupt people have as part of their character. And envy and strife is part of that corrupt nature that God's turned the unbelievers over to. So whenever Paul talks about envy and strife, it's usually people who are excluded from God's plan. So here... He says, this is the motivation for some of these people who are preaching Christ. Envy and rivalry. So, I have to ask, what's going on there? What is their motive? Well, it's envy and strife, but what's behind it? Is it a desire that they should be able to preach the gospel, do it correctly, because Paul's not doing it right? Or is it more uh, about putting self front? Uh, Paul's the... Superman, Paul's the hero, and if they get Paul out of the way, then they could be the center of attention, bring attention to themselves instead of Paul. Paul doesn't explain it anymore, but he says some are preaching the gospel 
out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. Now, verse 16, he talks about the others who are preaching out of goodwill. He says, these preach out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. Well, they're speaking about love for Paul. Obviously, as they're preaching Christ, they have a love for God. But it's speaking more of a, a loyalty to Paul. They love Paul. They support Paul. They're loyal to Paul. So they're the ones that are preaching out of goodwill. And he adds, knowing that he is appointed for the defense of the gospel. This is interesting in that they recognize that Paul has been appointed by God to be this apostle to the Gentiles. Paul has been appointed by God to preach the gospel. And so whether you like Paul personally or not, you recognize God's the one who chose Paul. And to fight against Paul and his preaching of the gospel would be to fight against God himself. So it's their love for Paul and their faithfulness to God and recognizing that it's not up to them to appoint Paul as the apostle to the Gentiles. God did that. And so this is the goodwill. Now he goes back and talks about the others, verse 17. The others, that is, those that preach Christ out of envy and rivalry. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. Here, this is personal. So he says they're not sincerely preaching the gospel. They're doing it out of selfish ambition. So it is selfishness. So I suspect it's not just because Paul's not doing it right, but it is so that they can be somebody. If Paul wasn't in the way, if everybody wasn't so enamored with Paul, then maybe they could get some attention that they deserve. And so they're thinking they can cause Paul trouble. This this is pretty serious. Here Paul's imprisoned, awaiting a verdict. He could be executed because of this, and they're trying to cause trouble for him to get him out of the way. So they can be important preachers is what it really sounds like. So their goal is not the gospel, but it's selfishness. Now, these people, this is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. These people that Paul's talking about here are in Rome. They're not in Philippi. So don't confuse it with some of the opposition that Paul talks about that the Philippians are dealing with. This is something that Paul is dealing with. And so we are curious as to who these people are, but we really don't have any clues. Now, Paul was warning against some of the Judaizer influence in his letter to the Romans, where he was talking about you don't need to become a Jew in order to become a Christian. And so he was answering the questions, well, why did God do this whole thing with Israel? There was probably some friction between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians in Rome. So some say, well, maybe it's the Judaizers, those Christians who are Jews, who are saying you have to become a Jew in order to become a Christian. I I suspect not, because in verse 18, Paul rejoices that they're preaching Christ. Where I think if they were preaching this Judaizing type of gospel, Paul would not be rejoicing because he'd be teaching a corrupt gospel. So he's not criticizing the gospel they're preaching. He's criticizing their motivation and the fact that it's personal levied at him trying to cause trouble 
for him. So verse 18a, he says, What does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. So I think they are preaching a valid, pure gospel. They're just doing it for the wrong reasons. That is, they're doing it out of selfish desires to puff themselves up versus real devotion to the Lord. So Paul says, well, if they're preaching the gospel, then I'm okay with that. And I actually rejoice that Christ is proclaimed. The lesson for this, for us, is how we view other churches. Because there's all kinds of churches that do things in all kinds of ways. And sometimes we take a dim view of other churches just because they're not doing it right. Well, that's where we've got to allow the gospel to become the guiding principle for how we view other churches. Are they proclaiming Christ? That is, are they proclaiming the gospel? Too often, our criteria is their style, the personalities involved, the methodologies involved. And we are critical of other churches because they don't do it the way we do it, the way we are used to doing it, the way we like to do it. Well, that's not the case. We should take the view of Paul here. As long as Christ is proclaimed, then we're good with that. We should rejoice with that. Now, that doesn't mean they say Christ. It's the gospel they do preach. If they're preaching that Christ's ultimate desire is for you to be healthy, wealthy, and trouble-free, well, they're perverting the gospel there. If they've deviated from the gospel, then we should be critical of them. Not in a mean way but warn people that you know, that church is not proclaiming the gospel. But the gospel has got to be our, our criteria of evaluating ourselves, our ministries, and even other churches. So we should take Paul's cue here. As long as Christ is proclaimed, we should rejoice. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.